0: Pretty good. The Raptors defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers in what I would say is a pretty good representation of what fans want to see from this team. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam taking steps forward as creators and scorers. Kyle Lowry playing back a little bit, taking on a lot of second-side action, playmaking very well for his bigs. Kem Birch being a finisher vertically and on the ground, whichever way he was attacking, really. And then Malachi Flynn coming in and playing really, honestly, excellent third guard basketball. He he was fantastic plugging in around the rest of the guys, finding opportunities for his teammates and for his own offense, whether it's with the ball in hand, where he had some significant pop and or whether it's off ball and just kind of finding room off of Pascal Siakam or something like that. Really nice to see the more he plugs in with the starting units, the better you can expect the transitional lineups of next year, next season to be. Because, you know, the Raptors are by no means done for this year, but at at best, they're going to be a really low seed and have to play a really high seed in the playoffs. And so next year, at least you know there'll probably be something there in transitional lineups with Malachi Flynn, which have been a problem this year. So just looking ahead, it's quite nice to see him creating off the bounce and just being better in catch and shoot situations, relocating, whether it's in, you know, after an offensive rebound that or a flubbed inbounds that Kevin Love literally took the ball, the breath threw it to him, and Kevin Love just hit the ball back into play. Stanley Johnson scooped it up, found, found Malachi Flynn, who was getting back into the play, and he had a three. Kind of hilarious. Actually, not kind of very hilarious standard absolutely standard and yeah that so that was great to see yuda watanabe freddie gillespie both factoring in quite a bit as well yuda perfect four for four from the field a plus five really you know all the things i said about malachi flynn being able to plug in next to guys relocate find room for yourself either with like a flash to the middle and then getting downhill once the ball is in your hand occupying the right lane in transition or finding yourself open from above the break, all that stuff is super important. And Yuta, the quirks and rhythms of his offense are starting to gel, and they're starting to coalesce a little bit better with the Raptors' main players too. And that mixed with how much more aggressive he's been inside the arc especially has been very, very good. There's the fruit. It has not been a fruitless endeavor. It has been fruitful. I mean, there's there's lots of good stuff happening there. Very happy to watch it. And then with Fred, he's very clearly not at his best offensively. But I don't mind, like three for 10 shooting from the four, one for five from downtown. It's, he has, a, he has a hip thing going on. And I think there might be more, you know, physically, there's been a toll on him this season too. Not only coming back from COVID and stuff like that, but you can tell there's wear and tear. This was his, like a very heavy season for him, especially when he was taking on more and more of the offense early on and looking like he might sneak into the All-Star game or something like that, that was a that was a lot to ask from him. And his body is feeling it. And so I don't think this is who he is as a player. We've seen him, you know, he got a vote for NBA Finals MVP, which he did not deserve. But it speaks to how good he was that somebody bought in. Somebody gave him that vote. And yeah, he there's a very high ceiling to what Fred does. And so with the injury... There's just a little bit of a lower floor with what he's operating at. The defense is still there and Malachi Flynn, you can see a lot of the same, a lot of the same attributes as well. Chasing guys back, stealing the ball from behind them, dig downs, all that kind of stuff. That's great. And just, he's so, he's such a pest off the ball too. It's really hard to shake him. He makes players operate so much more intentionally off ball if they want to succeed. And if they don't, he'll just envelop them in defense the whole game. And so, He's providing lots of stuff on the floor, but the offensive numbers have dipped significantly, and he's kind of going through the motions on that that end. You see, Malachi can get by big men. He can ISO, and he can get to a spot where he's getting downhill. And whether he's finishing, you know, it's tough to finish at the rim with help side defense coming in the NBA, but Malachi gets more space. He creates more of an advantage initially than Fred, especially lately. And Fred's not really doing that. And is that a huge part of his game? No, not really, but it's definitely not there right now. And so that contributes to a little bit of the lower numbers, but that's just the explosion isn't all the way there. And that's fine. He's just going through the motions a little bit and I'm okay with it. But everybody else, wow. Very, very impressive. Defensive cohesiveness was on a level tonight. OG in particular continues to wow and amaze with his ability to lock down in isolation. It's His ability to move his feet with players and blanket them. I talked about this, you know, ad ad nauseum to some degree. I've talked about it a lot, but to be a dangerous defender while also not really giving anything up is one of the rarest things in the NBA. And so what I mean by that is like Steph Curry and James Harden both have gotten a lot of steals in their NBA careers. And to... To the point where they led... I'm pretty sure Harden led the league in steals one year. And they're not good defenders, at least back then. Both of them have made significant strides. But OG Ananobi gets steals, but he doesn't give up nearly as much as a lot of players, his contemporaries, do. Poking at the ball, trying to steal it, jumping passing lanes, going up for contests. All of that stuff leaves you weak and susceptible to other... to counters, and so if OG Ananobi, for example, in that series against Boston, if he goes up to contest or you know, he shifts over, he he rotates over, they threw a couple lob passes to Tice, and those loomed large in a lot of people's minds. I've I've answered a lot of questions about those lob passes. There was only about four over like a three-game span, which is not a lot of points, and they stopped way more pick and roll possessions with OG playing that position instead of surge. They were getting They were bludgeoned in the pick and roll when Serge was playing in that series. And when they were playing Mark, they were playing really good defensively. They weren't getting bludgeoned in the pick and roll. But they couldn't score offensively because Mark just was like, I'm not shooting the ball, bro. I don't know what you want me to do. So that made everything a lot tougher. But OG, when he switches onto a guy like Kemba, Kemba, who has a very tight handle and last year had significant burst in the playoffs, he's trying to get by OG. But OG closes the gate after trying to poke the ball loose. And Kemba is not only getting harassed to the point where he can't do what he wants, but that he might turn the ball over. That's rare. And OG does this against the Cavs tonight. He does this almost every night. And so he just, <laughs> he he continues to amaze and impress me. I've never, I'll never be in the group that underrates OG's defense. It is harassment. If it were any other medium in the world, a business place a uh, a restaurant, whatever, like absolute harassment. He's going straight to jail. But in this version, in this medium, the basketball court, it is extremely valuable defense. It is fantastic. It's, yeah, yeah. I I love OG. He he was fantastic tonight. He was awesome. Pascal was awesome offensively, although he was a little bit. He had a. He fell asleep quite a bit on defense. And so when he's in that kind of rover situation where he's supposed to cover a lot of ground, he can look really impressive. And don't get me wrong, Pascal is an all-NBA-level defender. He's very, very good. And in certain games against certain teams that do certain things, he can best OG as far as defensive output in some of these games. That's how affecting he can be. But in this game, when he's playing rover and he's kind of hanging off of guys, it's... uh, he's susceptible to back cuts. He's susceptible to missing a rotation or two or forcing guys to rotate on his behalf because he's late. And so that, that removes the the Raptors out of their, what they want to do defensively. But for the most part, he was still good. There was just a couple, I think psychological gaffes. And then Kyle and Fred, they're still doing their thing. They're, they're very, very tenacious. They rotate on time. Kyle is, he, he's lost a step as far as point of attack defense, but it's kind of rare to see him in that mode. He's usually like, you know, he's near the baseline a lot of the time or on the wing, something like that. It's it's kind of rare to see him at the point of attack. So Fred, you know, the whole unit I thought was pretty good tonight. They did a good job of taking away what the Cavs wanted to do. And Kem Birch, he deserves his flowers for fitting into all that. There's a lot of moving parts in the Raptors' defense. He's done an admirable, admirable job, especially in this game, of fitting in and being in the right spots, because it's not always easy. We've seen that with the Raptors' defense. It's very, very hard to fit into the complex scheme, and they've simplified some of that stuff this season, but Ken Burch still to walk into it and be you know, doing a commendable job as the the guy that everybody rotates around to some degree, and then switching at other points I think has been very, very good. So they rode that to walking down the Cavs. There wasn't a ton of danger to what the Cavs were doing, And especially with, you know, certain guys out tonight, Colin Sexton and Larry Dance Jr. And Isaiah Hartenstein. And even to some degree, Matthew Delvedova, who helps move some things around for them as far as screening and two-man game and stuff like that. But yeah, they're missing some guys. But Darius Garland is a really intriguing guard. He moves quite well. He can score the ball. And he's been performing exceptionally well as of late. And he did pass the ball really well. But the Raptors... Doing a decent job of holding down Jared Allen. The disaffected and disinterested Kevin Love didn't propose, sorry, didn't bring a lot of potency to their offense. And so the Raptors, they got out ahead of it. And especially in the third quarter and onward, I think they really knew what they wanted to do. They started playing a much more aggressive brand of defense, getting turnovers and offensively really finding their groove with off ball cuts and stuff like that. They have a ton of 45 cuts built into their actions. They were finding the timing on that. And just the two-man game from Fred and Kyle, for example, where they're pinging the ball back and forth and you just need the the rotating defense to take a step too far and that opens up a chasm if they want to run like a side pick and roll for Kyle Lowry and Kem Birch. Like, you just you run those two-man actions at the back end of the clock. You get into a good space. You find a good shot. And so whether it's Kem Birch getting all the way to the rim, making clever passes on the short roll, or one of Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi developing and working on and creating on ball. This game, I thought process wise was really, really fun. I was super happy with what they did and pulling away in the second half that I think that was evident that they were going to do it. A lot of stuff was going correct. They kept pressuring the Cavs into end of shot clock attempts and a lot of three pointers. It was tough for them to get downhill in this game. And so that was fantastic. I was really happy with the defense in this one and the Raptors come out on top. Behind, you know, fantastic offensive performances from Pascal, OG, Malachi, to a lesser degree Kyle Lowry, just doing a fantastic job plugging in. And then, just overall, a very good defensive stand in in the game. I thought that there was a lot of good stuff going on in this one. So, I was happy with it. 112 to 96. The Raptors win, I think that's four of their last five, or five of their last six. They're moving towards the play-in tournament, it appears rather than, you know, towards Tankville. And uh, yeah, if you're playing Kyle Lowry and OG, Pascal, Fred, that's a lot of good players to be tanking. And these guys are not going to lose on purpose. So they're putting good players out there. They're winning heaps of minutes. I think the Raptors, just looking at a graph, this year they're 6-24 and in games that they shoot less than 36% from three. And this last game, this game tonight, they shot, I think, 27% and they won. So that speaks both to the Cavs not producing a lot offensively, but the Raptors, you know, doing a good job of holding down the defensive end and uh, making sure that they can win without relying on the three so much. I mean, they still take a bunch of threes. Of course they do. They they love their three-pointers, but uh, 29 is pretty low for them, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that the offense was organized tonight. And especially for Pascal and OG, the way that they operated within it. But yeah, really, really happy with that. The Reggie Evans Award. I'm giving it to Ken Birch. The ability to just plug in, as I said, compete on the glass. The contests are a big thing. He's not a huge block or block percentage guy, but I've noticed with the Raptors, he's getting in front of a lot of shots. And uh, you can feel him on the court. You see him out there he His ability to convey himself around defensively, whether it's you know hedging switching outright, and then getting back into the play towards the rim to contest to help rebound to box out and stuff like that. that's really nice to see and that's not a given you know Raptors fans should know, and a lot of fans should know who have whiffed on the center position over the years when you know maybe the the front office just doesn't find the right guy that that stuff isn't a given you know andre drummond he rebounded the hell. Out of the ball, he's very, very large defensively. His athleticism puts him ahead of a lot of players. But there's still many things within an NBA defense that he does not do. And as far as like, you know, boxing out, things of that nature, it's there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't do, even with all of his gifts. And Cam Birch doing a pretty good job of plugging in and providing the Raptors with a guy who does a lot of the little things, and especially to to be able to go up for lobs for Kyle Lowry to provide a little bit of, you know, downhill rim pressure to the Raptors' offense, even if it's not off the bounce, it's still meaningful, and that's that's something that I've I've been a fan of. And so he's he's not world shatteringly good, but the impact has been there for sure. I think Lewis Atzman highlighted his uh, his impact stats have been pretty pretty great so far. But top Kuik reaction comment is from anon quote. The rim gets an A-plus for that nasty block on Isaac Okoro, end quote. Yeah, man, the rim got two guys tonight. Freddie Gillespie also got rim stuffed as well, but Isaac looked like he was going to do a madness in the air. So the rim saving everybody a bit of embarrassment, I guess, to allow something like that. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for listening, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.